Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Always. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Monday Night Master Debaters here on Dangerous World. This is episode 27 with uh, always, uh, or I should say as always, we have Matt from The Great Deception who hosts the show. Um, and then he invited on Jake of Local Listens. And then we have Shannon of a uh, new podcast, which will be coming out called The Secret Squirrel Podcast. And this guy's got good information it's a goofy name and it's uh, kind of an inside joke, which I'm sure he'll explain once he get when when he gets the show going. Um, th- this is a fun episode, man. If you listen to it on Matt's feed over at the Great Deception, which you should, um, you'll still get some new information on this one. I'm gonna be adding uh, some stuff up top each time because I want to release these episodes a week after Matt. Um, I was slacking on that, but I'm going to get back on board with doing it just a week later, um, help his show grow. I mean, it was his idea to do these. And I think that it's a great idea. Some really, really great discussions get going and everyone gets involved. So it's a really cool thing. Um, and just always really nice people. Uh, I just recently met Jake. He's a very nice dude. He kept calling Shannon, uh, Lindsay, which was which was pretty funny um, because uh, I don't know. It just, uh, he's a nice student. He wanted to call him by his name, but it was just wrong. So, uh, you know, gotta love the guy though. Very good energy about him. And uh, Shannon's just so chill. And I, I wanted to correct him, but uh, Shannon is kind of like a secretive dude. Uh, hence the secret squirrel. So uh, I didn't know how much he wanted me to be like, no dude, it's this, you know? Um, but I, I wanted to, I'm going to talk about a specific drill that went down uh, some time back, I believe in 2011. I've got the notes in front of me here, but um, it's called Operation um, Mountain Guardian. And you may have heard of this thing, but I'm going to kind of give a, an alternate perspective on it. It's a very interesting little drill. They call it the biggest terrorist drill ever conducted. It was in Denver, Colorado. Uh, so we'll roll through that a little bit. But first, I, I really did want to talk about this thing as much as you might not want to hear any more Russian or Ukraine propaganda or whatever you want to call it. Um, I would be concerned at this point. I know a lot of conspiratorial people are saying this is all bullshit. This is all theater. Vladimir Putin has consistently warned any NATO countries or any country for that matter that is helping Ukraine either obviously or you know covertly that there is going to be lightning speed repercussions right now nancy pelosi and adam schiff and a few others just went and met with Zelensky and his cabinet if that's what they refer to it over there as his his cronies his inner circle and um i would say that that absolutely implies some serious collusion between the two countries 
Um, I don't know. You know, I, I talked about the Satan two missile that Russia is is claiming to have. Whether they have that or not, I think. I mean, I don't want that to be seen. I mean, supposedly this can wipe out an entire landmass the size of France, which is uh, over. I think it's like a quarter of a million square miles it's a sizable country nowhere near the size of the united states um but that would be devastating um something like that i don't know if that would be their first go-to thing because i think the entire war like the the whole world especially nato uh would get involved if uh something like that went down china would definitely be on russia's side and um, then you have Iran, you have some some North Korea, which is just kind of like the crazy retarded brother. Um, but nonetheless, there's some some uh, serious bad intentions being floated around over there. And um, the reason that I think that it could get serious is simply because so many of the conspiracy community people are saying that nothing's going to happen. Um, and that sounds like I'm betraying my kind here. But um, you got to admit, you know, we've been wrong. We've been wrong a lot lately, actually. Um, not as much as CNN, but, you know, a lot of the QAnon stuff, and we all kind of wised up to that. Um, there's some, there's some new theories being floated around that, you know, I'm not sold on the validity of any of them. Like this whole snake venom in the water thing, as time is going on, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how legit that could be. I'm not discounting the whole thing. I think that there's it's something very symbolic to the snake venom in the water idea. Um, I have learned a shitload about water since then. Uh, for instance, even if you get water out of your tap or out of your uh, refrigerator, which is filtered, the largest solid particle in there is toilet paper and tampons. So, you know, that's fun to know. And then, uh, you know, just all kinds of gross shit like that. Um, there's a uh, deuterium in a lot of water. There's a, a small amount in every water, but it's essentially heavy water, which is in your water, and it can absolutely uh, destroy your body. I mean, it's radioactive shit almost. Eh, well, not really radioactive, but it's got similar properties. It's heavy water. It's very harmful to your body. Um, I guess the simple way that you can test that is by throwing um, ice in your water, and it should absolutely float, even if it's made out of that same, uh, you know, deuterium heavy water. Um, this dude I've been listening to who I'm also very skeptical of. I've mentioned his name in an Instagram live, but I'm not going to here uh, because I reached out to him and he didn't respond, even though he acts like he's like all about the truth. But he basically just calls everyone a psyop or controlled opposition. Um, good dude. The lady that introduced me to his show is a very, very down to earth seeming person. I've never met them in person, but, you know, very, very kind hearted, it seems. Um so, you know, she was telling me, we're talking back and forth about this dude. Uh, he went to a Jesuit school. He says that flat out. He says that he understands that that's a shady thing for a lot of people. Um, but he's sitting here and he's calling a lot of people, even people that I've had on my show, uh, controlled opposition. So you never know. You don't know what people's intentions are. People could be spouting propaganda and not even know. Um I feel like I've probably been guilty of that myself. You know what I mean? And I try to come at this as level-headed as possible. I try not to be too histrionic while still being entertaining. Um, Cause uh, you know, some of these shows, you know, there's some great information, but it's hard to get through because it's very dry. It's very serious. And then some are just off the walls. Like everything's going to kill you all the time. Buy food, buy water, buy this, buy guns, buy everything that you fucking can. Don't save any money. 
you know, buy gold, all that stuff. Um, I try to be in the middle. So hopefully you guys find that uh, to be useful. And uh, thank you for telling people about the show, man. The show is growing. I'm getting some some cool reviews on Apple. Um, I'm not going to read any here, but I probably will start reading like one or two because some of them are really funny and some of them make me blush. So I do appreciate those. But I want to talk about uh, this really interesting Operation Mountain Guardian, which the initials, if you think about it, they're OMG. Okay, so that's kind of an interesting little thing there. Um, There was one thing in particular uh, that was released from Edison Elementary School. Now, this was back in 2011, like I said. Now, I'm just going to read through this whole thing. It's very short, but you'll see where I'm coming from with this Operation uh, Mountain Guardian conducted in Denver. Um, Again, there's videos of this on YouTube if you want to watch it. It looks terrifying. Um, They're going through buildings, uh, hospitals schools where there's simulated dead act like crisis actor dead people laying on the ground and they're confirmed they're not trying to say that these are dead people laying on the ground and then it got exposed this is an official test um now i think that the the title of it is a big distraction saying that it it, not operation mountain guardian but the description is a very very distractive uh description calling it the largest terrorist uh attack simulation ever ran because i think that there was a very small part of it that is actually the true uh test okay it involves parents and their children so it's pretty scary stuff um i heard this theory so i'm not i'm not saying that it's legitimate but it makes a whole hell of a lot of sense especially when you see how the food shortages are are going to play a role here how the public is clearly being divided into two groups those that believe in the system and those that do not. And I think that those that do not, unless something changes are really going to be the target of some things. Now that doesn't mean that we need to be freaked out and we need to be watching our backs. And I would always do that. I wouldn't act any different, uh, you know, as far as, you know, staying alert and and paying attention, but um, I don't think we're going to get thrown in FEMA camps right away. Right. Um, which is ironic because I did just talk about FEMA camps beta testing being uh, completed. Um, But I think that these plans are long and they're drawn out for sure. So back to this Operation Mountain Guardian thing, Um, you know, these people are walking through, there's bloody bodies on the ground, fake blood. Um, They're holding guns. Civilians are walking by with their hands up, you know, being escorted out by men with, with, you know, like what people would call an assault rifle. Okay. AR 15s, things like that. Um, I don't like using that term, but that's just kind of what they've become to be known as. Um, and you hear gunfire in the background. Now it's fake gunfire, but um, it's a, a high, it's meant to be a highly stressful situation. And they were trying to see how this huge, huge group of people would react during it. And it's, I, I find it interesting that it's in Denver as well, because there's a lot of shady shit that goes on in Denver, but let me read through this Edison elementary post from the DPS. Okay. This is operation mountain guardian. This is the title of the article. Um, I'll see if I can post a link in the description here, but so here we go. The Colorado North central region, Denver, MMRS, Denver, UASI, Denver police department and Denver public schools are looking for 30 parent volunteers to participate in the upcoming Operation Mountain Guardian, OMG, exercise on Friday, September 23rd, 2011. 
OMG is a full-scale, multi-jurisdictional exercise that will take place at several locations in the Denver metro area. The exercise will focus on the emergency response to multiple terrorism-based incidents and will include more than 80 law enforcement, fire, EMS, hospital, and emergency management agencies. 80 different agencies working together on this. DPS is in need of parent volunteers to report to Rita Base Center at Denver Health 190, they give the address here, at 8 a.m. on September 23rd, 2011. Parents will be asked to test the medical information release and uh, reunification processes in the place across the city. Uh, The exercise should finish at Denver Health approximately at 11.30 a.m. Parents are also, I'm sorry, parents are also need to test, I think that was a typo, parents are also needed to test the same systems at Sports Authority Field, so this is a stadium, um, not a very large stadium, I don't think. Um, I should have looked that up, though. I'll, I'll confirm that before we wrap this up. Sports Authority Field, parents will need to report to the north entrance of the stadium at 12 p.m. The exercise will finish at approximately uh, 3 p.m. Parking at both locations will be provided. Please note, this is an exercise designed to test the metro area's response to a catastrophic incident. DPS will be evaluating our emergency preparedness procedures in our schools, response, uh, evacuations, reunification, and the procedures for response by DPS departments. Safety and security, communications, transportation, facilities, uh, enterprise management, risk management, and others as necessary. If you're able to volunteer, please contact this person, blah, 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 blah. Sincerely, Denver uh, Public Schools Emergency Response and Crisis Management. Now, before we move on, I am going to look up the Sports Authority field in Denver here because this is where I'm going to lay out the theory that I find very, very interesting. So Sports Authority field, Um, Denver. So let's see what the size of this would be here. Let's get a nice image. Yeah, so this is a, it's now called Empower Field at Mile High uh, from a quick Google search. And it is a professional, yeah, so it's the Denver Broncos Stadium, okay? Now, that is wild. Okay, so this is a massive stadium. And you see the plan coming into place here. Now, if food is used as a weapon in a scenario where you know, kids are hungry, parents are hungry. Um, obviously, good parents are going to be very concerned for the nutrition and the health of their kids. What they did at this field was they took the kids into these fields, into the field of the, of the 30 volunteers, and the parents go into the field. They were told to do so, right, to go and pick up their children. And uh, I think that that was the major test there. Now, follow me through this. They're distracting us with this massive, the, the largest anti-terrorism test or, or uh, you know, terrorism response test ever, right? And what if there was a scenario, a real-life scenario, where children at school were all relocated to a stadium, and then their parents were told to go and pick them up, and once they got into this big stadium, they were locked in. Right. And food was used as a weapon that in that scenario. 
Um, it could be for any circumstance. It doesn't necessarily need to be food, but I just see food as becoming more and more important in this fight, whatever is really going on behind the scenes. But I just, I mean, is that crazy to think? I mean, I, I heard the theory. And I thought it was very, very valid. You know, let's say that there's a, a, a some sort of a wide scale attack somewhere. You know, Putin's kind of threatening some shit right now, right? I don't think that it would necessarily be on U.S. soil, but who the hell knows at this point? I, I don't think anything's out of the realm of possibility. And I trust me, I do believe that actually it would be more likely our government or they would have something to do with it that would be carrying out anything like this on our soil. Believe it or not, um, I know that that might be a crazy idea, but if there was some sort of massive attack and multiple schools relocated to a massive stadium or some some sort of walled in facility with armed guards and armed guards would be a normal situation in, in something like this when people are panicking. Um, there would be some National Guard, possibly. There would be federal agents disguised as National Guard. Who knows? And the kids are relocated to these big stadiums. Parents are called. Parents blindly, and, and they panic, right? And they go and do what any good parent would do. Go get their kid. They got to sign a form. Sign your name. Who's your kid? Okay, they're right this way. Follow this gentleman with the uh, M16 or whatever. And and we'll uh, connect you with your kid. When they connect you with your kid, hey, guess what? You're stuck in there. You know what I mean? I don't know. I I find it just an in, to be an interesting idea. Um, so yeah, if you want to look into that, that's called Operation Mountain Guardian. There's a whole lot of components to it, but again, I think that it was a uh, very very elaborate and expensive distraction to try and test if parents how they would act in a situation like this where their kids are relocated. And then uh, scooped up by whoever, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a very, very interesting idea. So um, I don't want to ramble. I could talk about that for hours because it's just an interesting thing. Maybe we'll talk about it uh, on the next Monday Night Master Debaters. But um, look for the the newest versions of these episodes, as always, on the Great Deception Podcasts feed. Matt's doing some cool stuff over there. Uh, subscribe to his YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube um subscribe to all the good youtubes of people man it's the freest and easiest way to support shows leave reviews um i have been the patreon has been steadily growing a lot more people are signing up for that ten dollar tier which is really cool i appreciate that a lot guys um it's been going level for a little while and now it's it seems to have been getting a little revival so that's just a really really cool way to let me know that you're enjoying the content so that means the world to me thank you very much for that and uh, this is a little extra content for you freeloaders here. You know what I mean? Uh, me getting on here and ranting about Operation Mountain Guardian and uh, Putin potentially doing some crazy stuff or getting blamed for some crazy stuff. I kind of believe the latter more. So, uh, yeah, guys, thanks for your support. And we'll roll right into this episode with Matt, Jake and Shannon. Uh, enjoy the show, guys. And welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters. We have a packed, packed agenda tonight. Usually we come in with nothing, and, and tonight we got a couple things we want to hit on. So we'll see if we actually hit on them, though. That's always the, the toughest part, is staying on track here. But uh, I'd like to welcome my friend Jake from Local Listens Podcast. Jake, thanks for coming on, bud. Hey, Matt. Good to see everyone. How's it going tonight? How's everything going? 
Oh, excellent. I appreciate the invite, man. I'm glad we got to connect. And I want to give a quick shout out to Ghost from My Third Eye Podcast and Joe from Legit Bat Podcast for bringing us all together. I uh, wouldn't be here without them. So happy to see you guys. Um, ready to get into some uh, master debating tonight, as you guys would say. Oh, yeah. Be good. Hey, and Ghost is big time now. Do you see that? Ghost mm. uh, People, Ghost just started up a Patreon. So if you want to get the tavern, Go sign up for Ghost Patreon at uh, My Third Eye Podcast. So go check that out. For five bucks, you're going to get, you know, ridiculous entertainment. Basically, those shows are four to five hours a piece. Mm. So yeah. it's well worth it, man. And 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 oh, there's yeah. just some great people on there. And uh, so go check that out. Uh, Ryan, how's it going, man? Good, dude. Just freaking hanging out. I'm looking into this deuterium stuff. So that's what it's called. So we'll get into that. Uh, whenever we talk okay, about we'll add it to water. the list. Yeah, dude. And Crazy. Shannon, welcome, bud. What's going on, man? Nice to be here with y'all. Hey, thanks for joining us. Glad right. to be here. You so we can Brody. get so we can get to this first. I want to hit up and, and since today is the day and Jake brought it up. Mm -hmm. I want to hit up St. George's Day first, just because this is one of those wild ones that really interests me. Um, I don't know. Are you, Ryan, are you, you familiar with St. George's Day? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. I wasn't really either. I've heard of it, but Jake, fill us in, man. This is, he had sure, a great post sure. on it. Yeah. Well, first of all, you probably would recognize this old painting of St. George. He's standing on top of this dragon. Like he just conquered it. He just slayed it slayed it and um basically what i saw today on the calendar was that in the united kingdom today is saint george's day and what was happening this old story could have been back to ancient rome and then it was re retold in a christian lens in the middle ages what was going on was this terrible dragon this terrible serpent was messing with this uh pagan heathen town and along comes St. George to rescue them. Now, this, this dragon was demanding sacrifices, particularly children that these people would sacrifice so they could have clean drinking water. And St. Saint, Saint George rolls in, and he's going to go save the king's daughter, who was the next sacrifice that was going to be offered to this horrible beast. And St. George works together with this princess, and she offers him her, her belt or her girdle, which has some uh, sexual symbolism there. They wrap the belt around the dragon's neck. They tame the dragon, bring the serpent back to the town square. And St. George is like, look, you heathens, you pagans, convert to Christianity. And I can slay this dragon right here, right, right now. And so they're like, of course, we'll do whatever you want. And... That dragon was dead on the spot. And since then, St. George is now known to be the dragon slayer. And today is the day of his death, April 23rd. It's a strange time to be thinking about dragons and serpents and reptiles. So I'm happy I just kind of stumbled upon that when I looked at my calendar earlier. And it's a whole rabbit hole. And I'm excited to hear what you guys think about. Very interesting on that, dude, for sure. I never. So, yeah. What was the date you said? April, April 23rd. Yep. That was the day of St. George's death. And I was particularly interested in this because this dragon was poisoning their water supply. So yeah. in, 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 in order for these people to have clean drinking water, they would 
offer children to be sacrificed to this uh, reptilian overlord, right? Yeah, so you get like satanic shit in there. It's got that Moloch story, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's and, cool. And the Where dragon, you, you know, the dragon, the reptile, the serpent, that's always, you know, lately been spun to the negative, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you have St. Patrick who is sent to Ireland to, to get rid of the snakes. Uh, it sounds like a, a similar tale in mm-hmm. a sense that, listen, this is this is Christianity going in and wiping out any pagans or any non-believers. It's either convert or you will be slayed like mm-hmm. the dragon. And I'll just add one last thing, and I really want to hear what you guys think. The, the girdle, this belt that this princess was wearing, kind of seems like it would be a symbol for chastity because these yep. pagans, these heathens, probably, you know, they were having a good-ass time having some orgies and whatever. And St. Saint, Saint George is the patron. He's coming in to spread the gospel, to spread this uh, more chaste way of living. And so they use this princess's girdle to tame this dragon. So I think it's it's very interesting imagery there. And uh, yeah, I mean, I just happened to walk by my calendar. I was like, oh, there's a holiday today in the UK. It's St. George's Day. So that's that's where that all came from. Dude, I don't know. Did I did you guys ever see this? Um, I posted this on Instagram. It just ties in exactly with what you're saying. You see that? Oh, that's the Fauci's mom's crest right that's fauci's mm. yeah fauci's mom's little seal and that looks to me more and more like water dude it like does. two buckets of water yeah yep. and you have the dragon or the snake eating the kid it's clearly like some sort of ruler mm-hmm. it's got the and crown. then you know so much symbolism within that dude you got abyss um what are you know, the her colors name? ryan blue and gold yeah blue and yellow blue and yellow yeah triggered so yeah dude it, it is a really symbolic one and this is off the switzerland one the swiss one and there's a lot of weird shit with the Swiss, dude. Like, um, they're he, he, I, the Swiss guard guards the Pope, right? The Vatican, so they're tied in real deep. And I mean, if if anyone could be considered some lizard people, it'd be the people at the Vatican, right? So, just weird, dude. Absolutely. Yeah, there's there's. I wonder if they're if they put this whole thing together because that news, you know, what day that news broke about the venom in the water and all that shit? Do you remember the day? What was it? March 22nd, dude. 322, uh, baby. Okay. Oh, all right. Stolen bones, dude. Those right? threes and twos, man. So you get 322, skull and bones. Um, this could have just been a massive distraction. I don't doubt that there's something wrong with the water, though, dude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Other than the fluoride, because I, I started looking into it. I'm still going to buy a distiller for 100 bucks. I just haven't gotten around to it. I'm lazy. But they, uh, I found out the largest solid mass in water by like a wide margin is toilet paper and tampons mm. in our tap water. That's and those so tampons got to be laced with some kind of chemicals. They're not just like pure paper. They're not pure anything. There's probably some kind of oh, of course. in there. Yeah. Well, and you then got no, all the pharmaceuticals too. Right. Oh yeah, birth control especially. Yeah. We've got to put a bunch of chemicals in in the uh, the water to clean that stuff out. Right. I mean, you're mm. you're getting microscopic pieces of all this stuff. But I mean, tampons are meant to soak up blood. It's a disgusting thing to talk about, I know. But I mean, you're, you're getting your blood in there. And I'm actually working on an episode right now with the uh, HEK-293 cells that they put in food to mm. to preserve the flavor. I don't know if you heard about this shit. Is it the stuff That's they put in like Gatorade and stuff too? Dude, they put it in Pepsi products, yeah. uh, Campbell's products. They put it in so many craft 
And and it's not just like anytime you see Pepsi, Kraft, or Campbell's, they own so many damn brands like DiGiorno's owned by Kraft, all mm-hmm. kinds of different brands. But what it is, dude, it's the HEK293. The HEK stands for human embryonic kidneys. So these are aborted baby kidney fetal tissue. So you're, and it supposedly holds flavor really well. So anytime you're ingesting those products in a way you're consuming children, dude, Jesus, it's fucked. And the company that did it was the, the company that partnered up with these people was called uh, a Cenomix. So sounds like operation paperclip just went hog wild with the (laughs) food industry there. It's scary, dude. So there's a lot of satanic shit here, dude. This is why I lean into Christianity. I'm still agnostic, mm-hmm. but I just, I, I don't buy all the pagan pushing and the, uh, uh, nothing against anyone that's into it, but you know, that and the Hinduism and all the spirituality, I think that there's something to this Christianity shit, man. I'm just trying to find out what it is. Mm-hmm. So that's the journey though, Ryan, right? I mean, everybody's looking for that same thing. What is the right path for me? Exactly. Yeah. And like I said, dude, I don't knock anyone for getting into this other shit. I guess I'll take this demon down that we've just been staring at. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> yeah, dude, no, I, I don't knock anyone for this stuff, man, because like, you know, not that long ago, I was super fascinated with like, uh, like the dark side of things. You know what I mean? Like I had a shirt company and we'd use all kinds of occult symbols. You know what I mean? And just like upside down crosses and just because it got people's attention. You know what I mean? And then I realized, like, dude, that shit's dumb. And then I had that car accident, and and it just made me change my mind about all this stuff, dude. So then with what's going on, I just figured, like, why not try and look for the good in this fucking realm, whatever we're in. So we'll see, dude. We'll see what happens, I guess, when we die. Yeah, keep all the bullshit out, man. That's what I'd say. Mm-hmm. That's for what I'm sure. doing, dude. You have to now, man. Like. I'm sure that it was tough for a lot of people in the old days, like, you know, just trying to live their lives. And then people are getting killed if they're not worshiping the, the Christian God. So I get why people moved away from that. But times are different. You know what I mean? Like mm. that, that'd be like, you know, holding uh, all white people accountable for slavery. And we don't like that. You know what I mean? So it's just I don't know. It's like like you said, Matt, it's a journey. Yeah. You can even look at the the Old Testament it was one version of Christianity. New Testament goes in a different direction with a different flavor. Even the Book of Mormon has uh, other ideas, like especially when you look at John Smith, he was basically visited by a light being or an extraterrestrial entity that led him to this spot where he would encounter these uh, ancient Dude, artifacts. It's, it's crazy you say that. Hey, there I, ju- you go. I, I, I just picked it up one, the other day. It was like three bucks on no a used way, bookstore. Dude. I met some Mormons in Dallas, Texas. They gifted this to me. And I don't know if your copy has this, but there's a great painting of Christ when he goes to visit Mexico. So this is going to be hard to see, but there's Jesus and there's a pyramid in the background, pyramid of Mexico. So the whole the Aztec is, pyramid, the Aztec pyramids. Yes, exactly. After his resurrection, he made a pilgrimage to the quote unquote new world. Although I think the old world would be a better way to put it. Yeah, now, right? Because now they're trying to make a new new world. Mm. Yeah, dude. It's wild. There, there is something real weird about uh, Mormonism in Mexico, too. Like that whole uh, Mitt Romney connection and yep. uh, how that, that family got like fucking slaughtered down there, dude. You know what I mean? Like yeah. by the cartel or whatever. Speaking so, of skull and bones. Well, and it's, an, it's interesting, too, because they're saying that, you know, America has an older history than what yeah. we've been told and that's I, I, you know i'm always down to, to hear somebody's take on that yeah. because 
the fact that we're sold that this that nothing really of any significance happened here until Christopher Columbus got here. I mean, that's a joke. Well, you think that I mean, it's pretty I think it's pretty well known. now. I think they say Eric the Red was here. How much longer before mm. Columbus was even here? And you think oh, yeah, was he what, was the here. Vi- like- the Vikings and everything. So, yeah, yep. Erie Canal, Great Lakes region. And with yeah. the Book of Mormon, they talk about the Native American tribes have lineage to the Israelites. So, you know, it's like the 12 apostles after Christ was crucified would flee to the U.S. or to the, to the South American region and continued their their work their spreading of this light and love allegedly it's really interesting i only know a little bit about it but that alone set me off on this kind of like my ears were ringing when i started seeing this image of jesus in front of these pyramids it was pretty cool well dude there's that there's got to be something really weird about um washington dc right because that's Mm. like a city in the middle of five hills Mm. just like rome right so it's like they're trying to recreate all these things and who knows if those hills are natural or whatever but i remember like one of the first episodes is actually it's it's on the patreon a ways back and it was when me and brandon were doing our little cooking show while we were talking about like the cia <laughs> while we were cooking and um it, it was like the this occult history of america like how it's a maru ka yeah. And it's like all the weird, like mm. snakes and all that crazy shit. So what do you guys think about the Washington Monument and the obelisk and this Egyptian or Babylonian connection? The thing that sticks out to me about that is that it's 555 feet tall and goes in the ground 111 feet. So wow. that's 666 feet. Um, I guess it has to go down so deep so that it doesn't blow over in the wind or mm. some shit. I, I wouldn't know. I'm not an engineer like that, but. You know, it's it's just uh, there's a lot of stuff there, dude. There's a, the the phallus and the pregnant belly of the capital. I mean, you get mm-hmm. endless symbolism there. You got all the Masons too, with founding fathers. I mean, mm. George Washington yeah. and all the other ones. I mean, Hellfire Club, all that stuff. The Order of the Pug. Yeah, I yes. saw you post about that. Yeah, but it's really quick. The Saint George connection. I know Georgia, the state of Georgia, is a huge Masonic head headquarters it's like the hub of masonry in all of the u.s as far as i can tell saint george the the guidestones are right yeah yeah the georgia guidestones and that was also the home of the uh cherokee Mm. was in rome georgia well then what about like atlanta you know what i mean like that's Mm -hmm. clearly an atlantis reference right so i mean That'd be an interesting thing to look into the deep dive into Georgia because it's one of those states where it's kind of like who gives a fuck, you know what I mean? They have Atlanta, and that's really like the only thing that you really think about in peaches. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's got to be some some reason for that. Same with Wisconsin. Wisconsin's huge. Oh yeah, a lot of Viking Missouri. culture out there. And then in a similar way, Memphis, Tennessee. I mean, it's really interesting to there's Cairo, uh, Idaho. I think there's a there's a Cairo somewhere. I gotta look back on it. It's from uh, Neil Gaiman's book, American Gods. And he kind of goes into these uh, lineages or these these gods that were transplanted from the old world to the quote unquote new world and how they took root in the American culture in their own unique way. Um, Whereas before, you know, they were worshipped and revered. And now that they've been transplanted to this new land, um, the way that they're worshipped has changed quite a lot, given the modern culture. Hmm. That's Mm. interesting. Mm. I'm yeah, there was that, that book I was showing you too, Matt. Of the, uh, it's like the Chinese 
or, or the uh what we think of as native americans a lot of them are actually like chinese right yes that was a weird thing to look into too i didn't read that book yet but it's from like the 70s but yeah dude there's so much shit man like sometimes you think that you might run out of episodes when you've been going for like you know i've done almost 250 episodes it's like no dude there's there's endless things to talk about you know what i mean you just it's just a matter of like you know finding a cool angle shannon's always sending me shit constantly you know what i mean so it's like dude there's so much stuff that i haven't looked into well and it depends which way you want to go too right you can you can if you're a history there's never-ending things to talk about if you're Mm -hmm. current events there's never-ending things to talk about if you want to interview people you know and that's the beauty of it. Like, like you said, Ryan, I got into this. And I'm like, man, I'm going to run out of ideas after a while. And now I got a side list that's a page and a half long of things I'd like to eventually do. There's just not enough hours in the day. Well, dude, did I, there was that one topic that I really wanted to look into. And maybe I don't know if you'd be interested in doing this, um, but it's uh, and it's it, 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 it's something that you have to be real touchy with. But it's like the black conquistadors. And the idea that possibly like black people were much, much more powerful than American history gives them credit for like a seafaring civilization. The Moors. That, yeah. The Moors. Yep. Well, the Moors, but then like you can go and you can look at like there's tons and tons of black slave owners, right? I mean, a oh, lot. Yeah. You can. There really were Native American slave owners. Yep. They had plantations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, and it is funny that they just try and paint it as like white people were the only one that did it. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> just looking into the black conquistadors alone was really interesting dude so it was something that i kind of wanted to look into more that's a cool topic yeah yeah is that okay i'll have to look into it now this is you know excuse my ignorance so when when people say the black nobility are they referring to like a different group i mean i've i've heard that phrase used a lot especially on sam sam tripoli show tinfoil hat i was curious if you guys know anything about that or if there's any connection to the um african conquistadors that you just spoke of I haven't seen any connection personally. The way that I really connect them is like with the uh, the Pope, right? The papacy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're deeply tied in with uh, with the Vatican. Um, there's the Great White Brotherhood, and the Black Nobility is even above them, if I'm not mistaken. But dude, yeah, it seems like the Black Nobility is kind of like one of those things where it's like, dude, they're the, they're at the top of the pyramid. Um, a lot of Italian wealth in that, right? Yeah, the Nancy Pelosi's Jesuits. father. Oh yeah, dude. Nancy Pelosi's dad was was uh, black nobility. Yeah. So you know, I don't know a ton about them. I should learn more for sure. But as far and, as I know, they were not black. I've yeah. seen Ryan to to contradict that. The, I have seen some posts from people that I haven't dug into where they make claims that the real black nobility was in, in fact black. Africa. So yeah, I don't. I haven't you know, I haven't had the time to dig into it, but yeah, I have seen both ways. And that's why I, I was interested too, to see if anybody had dug further, because I, I I'm with you, Ryan, what I've heard so far is it ties kind of back to the Venetian bankers, the Jesuits, you know, mm-hmm. the high rollers, you know, well yeah. beyond the white and black Pope, um, you know, well, and that could be, that could be something there to, to further, you know, and again, it's such a shady thing to talk about, especially since I'm a white dude. But if they're trying to hide the history of this very, very powerful, oppressive black class that's kind of waging war on humanity, um, that would really line line up well to say that, oh, no, all these groups throughout time have been white Anglo-American types. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I'm sure that there's there's scumbags in every race, dude. Call me crazy. But that's just kind of the way I feel. 
people are people period you know it doesn't matter how much melanin you have it's 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 it, it, there's something inside of you that you're either a good person or you're not and and that the whole skin it's tone thing is just another morals. way to divide us you know granted there are different uh backgrounds but at the same time we're all part of the same race you know we're all mm-hmm. from the same land in the sense the same place speaking of that yeah speaking of that i know one thing that we all have in common is the pineal gland and it's really interesting to look at the vatican having this pine cone emblem or this symbol that is highly revered highly regarded um which has a you know direct spiritual connection for all of us no matter where we're from you guys have any thoughts about the the, that pine cone symbolism that the pope seems to be the egyptians the egyptians had all kinds of stuff with that too Mm. big time well dude that's a good point that's something i completely forgot is the egyptians were clearly black you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i mean there there's I'm actually looking up something that ties right into what you were saying, Matt. It's like the the black African nobility of ancient Europe. I guess they were there before the white people, according to this theory. But again, dude, it's a theory. You know what I mean? Um, They are the the, Moors. They they were the original nobility. And then when this story, you know, when the Catholic story rewrote everything, the Jesuits rewrote it, they got rid of that black history, the the black narrative to it. Hmm. Like yeah. the old Germanic tribes I've heard were, were black, um, you know, even in, there were black rulers in England. Or like Britain. the Holy Roman Empire or before that? Before. Okay. Uh, what like it tell us about history is so BS. Mm-hmm. You could look it up. Um, I believe it was the pharaohs. They found uh, cocaine and stuff like in their wrappings. So obviously they had to be trading with South America and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I think there was trade routes all well, over the place. And you saw that in the drawings, right? They were drawing animals that they would have were not native to their land. And the only way you're seeing that is either someone brought it to you or you went there to see it. Um, That's it. So there's some uh, cool stories about the elongated skulls. And this might connect. It might not. But it's good to throw it out there anyway. Another thing that I've learned from talking with the Mormons is that there's direct uh, reference to giants living in the north american region south america as well even magellan would record this or you know magellan's assistant would record this in his journeys that these very tall beings were uh, found in the i believe uh chile or the argentina region and that they were eradicated wiped out um by the time this jesuit timeline was implemented it's like that part was kind of left out perhaps and there could be a connection back to ancient Sumeria, back to ancient Egypt, and these other um, dark-skinned uh, regions or these civilizations that were here book, much longer. Uh, yeah, Book of Enoch. If you've never mm-hmm. looked in the Book of Enoch, check it out. It's pretty cool with the Zael and all those other ones. It's interesting. When I went to go visit Dallas and... Uh... <laughs> that was Enoch talking. My friend is named Enoch, and he gifted me or he introduced me to the people who would give me this book. And just a funny synchronicity there. That's, That's dope. Yeah. Dude, so check this out while you guys were talking. I pulled something up here. This is fucking sick. So they show some coins here just for the audience. But look, when Saxony was black, uh oh, something's blocking me. Um, you can see this, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when Saxony was black and England had black royal families, 
And these are the statues, I guess, Black Otto the first and Egdith, I guess. And then you got St. Maurice. But dude, look at these coins. So you got Frederick the third. Those aren't those aren't white dudes right there that are on no, the coins. Definitely not. And you can look look at the dates, 1463 to 1525. Yep. Elector of Saxony, Elector of Saxony. This dude's, I mean, that could be a something else. That's unmistakable. Yeah. Right? Maurice. And then uh that's just a dude on a horse. But yeah, man, those those that first and third one are wild to see mm. that. And, and that's that, a those coin. Are, so if it's dated, that's you know, I mean, unless it's a complete forgery, it's legit, you know. Mm. I mean that's yeah. wild, dude. And I because I've but seen yeah. paintings of of some dark skinned, you know, kings, you know, mm. in, in the in the garb, the crown, everything. Uh but yeah, yeah. So I mean, the mainstream historical narrative has kind of led people to believe that it was only the Egyptians who were the the dark skin, dark skinned kings. The the pharaohs were these rulers, and it wasn't really taught in any other region of the world that there were, um, you know, black rulers. It's very limited to just Egypt, maybe Sumeria. You know, it's that 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 region is very exclusive. And it's funny, even those two, if you were to just go with those two, those they're so influential, right? Like it wasn't Sumeria. They spoke Aramaic, right? If I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. And that's what, uh, that's what Jesus spoke. Right. So what was that group? He was a part of the Essenes. They were like, um, yeah, like a group of monks, the Essenes. Yes. Very interesting. Yeah, dude, that should I'm sure me out. Yeah. And I'm sure you guys have seen those, those coins. So it's like, instead of the one, like, 18 so-and-so it's the j or the i uh which completely throws off the whole timeline which is really fascinating to think about i'm sure you guys have seen that before yeah, yeah man oh, yeah They're... that's interesting and and it's interesting too that you brought that up because i just watched today uh the guy Ewar Anon, that that the lost history of flat earth guy that came mm. out with those big documentaries Chance garden has been talking about that a lot he came, he did a 180 today and said it's all bullshit. And and mm. basically was talking about that and saying how, you know, it's all it's all made up. And I'm like, oh man, I don't mm. know. To do a 180 like that that quick. And he all said a grain he of one, salt. over one book. Mm. Yeah, do you can't uh, what what book was this, Matt? He, he it was a book on the Cathedral of Liverpool. And uh, it just okay. showed how it was built from the ground up in the 20th century and that sold him on on every basically everything from the old timeline right away he was like okay yeah i guess i gotta believe that and everything that i told you in the past 15 hours of my documentaries is uh just exaggeration you know i <laughs> and it's like what wild wild i don't know <laughs> something got he just flipped totally he did a 180 so Hmm. Who knows? So who is this, Ryan? Dorothea? Sometimes it'll Denmark. freak you out, I guess. Huh? Yeah, dude, this was uh, tying into what yeah. Matt said about the Germanic things. This is Prussia. For those that don't know, that's where Germany is now. And um, yeah, Princess of Denmark and Duchess of Prussia between 1504 and 1547. Uh, King, uh, daughter of King Frederick of Denmark, which I mean, typically you think of Denmark as white. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like that's Scandinavian shit, right? Yep. So... It's just really interesting to think about this stuff, dude. Like, I get why history is so interesting. I just, I get so caught up with current shit because it's mm. so, 
you know, it's so relevant, but then this stuff, obviously, you know, maybe there's a lot of lies that could be like, you know, turned over rocks turned over, so to speak. And you can mm. at least kind of understand why we're going through what we're going through now. And that's what it is, Ryan. It kind of leads you into, okay, how did we get where we are? You know, and you start understand, you start seeing the things that they, because one of the things you see is, is templates, right? Mm. A lot of what they do is based on a template. And that's how we can identify these quote unquote false flags very easily now, because we know what the template is for that. Mm. Now you have to expand that template on a grander scale to start understanding the way they manipulated history, but they've done it in a manner that, that has a template to it because they're not as creative as, as we think, Mm -hmm. You know, and speaking of that template, I mean, if you take something like the orphan trains, it could fit perfectly with that Civil War timeline. All these orphans, there are these lost souls from this great war in the Americas. And it kind of makes sense. It made sense when I first learned about it. But you look back and you're like, huh, it just it just doesn't seem like it would. You know, it seems like it was like a script written out to justify this strange happening these uh this train of orphans yeah cool i mean because it went on for 80 years mm. that's the crazy part and it's like oh yeah we're just supposed to overlook that that they just took these mm. kids and moved them around the u.s and put them in different parts of the country brought them out from the cities out to the out to the countryside and mm. dropped them out to the farms like what i'll take it i'll take it even further i always think to myself how much of our reality is even what we're told it is because Mm. they they own us as soon as we come out of the womb and they're sticking us and telling us what Mm -hmm. to think and where we should go what to do what time to be there until you're an adult and then they got you if you go through their system even more you know it's all about getting you in one of their systems Mm -hmm. whether it's the penal system the medical complex system the military industrial complex system the debt system they just want to own your ass that's it yeah the education system has changed quite a lot like i'm a high school teacher right now and i can tell you that there are there are certain directions that you know some teachers are led down or you know they lead their students down these um i guess you could say these rabbit holes where if you want to teach a whole generation of kids to uh hate their country and to feel guilty about uh being a particular race then it starts in school and it it does happen i mean it's uh, it's something that if you walk into a couple classrooms you can see this happening bit by bit you know like one little remark at a time or one uh you know suggestion at a time we used yeah, to man. say in the army all the time it only takes two generations we can change everything mm-hmm. and what you think in your whole culture that's it well, and that's what you see around that 1850s to 1900 time frame between the world's fairs and the way they're moving around orphans. They're putting people in insane asylums. You're seeing that that shuffling of the population and that ability to manipulate and, and really control what people think and, and say, OK, now we're, we're at a manageable level. We're going to teach you this. This is the way it's going to mm. be. And you're going to learn it and move on. It's the same in a, from a health standpoint too. Like if you put something in the tap water and then a couple generations later, you're going to see those uh, variations in the genetic pool or, you know, some kind of, uh, it could be like a manifestation of illness that takes a while. But, you know, if you do a slow drip of one particular thing or one particular idea, eventually 
it'll take take root in the following generation. Well, we're seeing that, right? With the mm-hmm, processed yeah. foods now. I mean, look at look at just look at the body type of of average people right. now compared to even the 70s. You know, it's it's night and oh, day yeah. difference. Well, did you hear this golden cricket uh food bar? Bugs? No. No. Yeah, Bill Gates is partnering up with them and they're making like uh, it's like uh, I I think I think that it's disgusting personally. I see the practicality of it for sure. Like no doubt Um, it's, it's like sweetened, I guess with dates. Um, But yeah, it's got, you know, fucking crickets as the protein. It's a protein bar. Um, But I mean, if you think about it, it does save a lot of water. It saves all this stuff. I say make them, but don't make people eat that kind of shit. They're really shoving it down people's faces. I think it's disgusting to have like the fast food chain. I think there's one in Texas somewhere where it's all bug protein. Mm. Um, that's disgusting. But if people want to eat that and it makes them sleep well at night, hey, go for it. It's I don't pr- know what's more disgusting, though, Ryan, that or those fake burgers. Yeah, I was going to ask, why, that's well, would you exactly, rather have crickets or a 3D printed burger? You know? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, dude, is like, you know, we just are normalized. Like as a culture, we see eating this pink slime and this gross ass, you know, who knows how many cows are in that one burger. If it's even cow meat. (laughs) And then, you know what I mean? Like we see that as normal though, because again, the programming you get, they get us when we're young. We see those golden arches on the TV Mm -hmm. when we're kids. We want to have our birthday parties there when we're fucking, you know, six years old. And then um, it's one of those things that's open all the time. You know what I mean? If you're in a pinch and you're trying to get something to eat, it still seems somewhat normal to a lot of people. I eat fast food every once in a while. You know what I mean? A lot more often than I should for sure. But um, yeah, dude, I, as far as the bug stuff goes, man, I say do it, but like, don't force that shit. Just no mandates, please. Yeah. Mm. And they're going to and clearly they're doing something with this food supply right now with with all these attacks on the plants. Yeah. The craziest. Yeah, one you guys see that? Mills. That's wild. And there's yeah, that, you see that of Bill Gates. The FBI put out a, a warning yesterday, I think, about all the food plants saying that now they're going to get cyber attacked or some crap. Mm, yeah. Well, dude, and you know what? I, I actually talked about that on my news thing on YouTube where it's been 30. We're on pace for 30 in a calendar year from, from July, middle of July to, you know, this coming July, we're on pace to at least hit 30. There's been 16 this year and they're really stressing about it this year. But if you just think about even too with the, uh, when the pandemics really started and the lockdown started about a year in there was, there was a lot of this shit going on too. Like mm. Tyson mills were shutting down. Um, so there's about 25 so far. In, in and the then, last, then you, know, you have the fertilizer too, which is right. what from Russia, I believe they produce a lot of it. Yeah. The prices are going to go way up. And there's been, so if we assume this is sabotage on this food distribution supply chain, the same thing is happening in Russia. Allegedly the, not the food supply, but the, you know, there are uh, so-called saboteurs or, um, you know, there's things being lit on fire as if it's going to be used as the, as that one excuse that will let them, uh, you know, use larger weapons in this, uh, in this fight. But what's happening here locally is much more concerning, to be honest with you. I think it's, it's going to have a more direct impact on us. Ryan, you're muted. Yeah, you're muted, bro. Mm-hmm. Sorry, dude. I keep doing that when I have to burp over here, dude. 
Um, the one that wasn't listed there was General Mills. Um, the mm. plane freaking crashed into that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that was more recent. That was like last week. Yeah, that list yeah. went up to the other day. Yeah. Wow. It's just crazy, man. So, yeah, it's definitely going to have some sort of impact on everything. But um, I think that Bill Gates has something to do with it. I'm just going to mm. throw that out there because he has a lot of food land. And like I said, he's partnering up with these weird bug companies. They're trying to change the whole way that the that the food systems thought about, I think, mm. is what it seems like. So he's cornering the whole market. Well, we know who's yeah, trying dude. to change the game. Mr. Elon Musk. Oh, now, shit. What a segue. I, I am laughing because I and I, I got to share this because this is the insanity. Uh, hold on. Let me pull this up. Where is it? I'll say right now while you're pulling that up, dude, that uh, this is such a good political argument to have right before the 2022 midterms because mm. all the right pundits are taking the side of, yeah, free speech. And then all the lefties are saying, like, you know, white supremacy, even though he's an African, which, yeah, he was part of apartheid. I, I don't, I'm not a big fan, but yeah. So what's this? I spent 30 seconds on on Twitter and this is what I came across. History has been made. Elon Musk just purchased Twitter. Patriots, the future is bright. And then another one. We're all going to see what happens when Starlink and Twitter combine. What a day. And then Elon Musk is going to save Twitter and free speech. Like, these people are fucked. They're, they're so brainwashed to think that this mm. idiot is going to do anything to save free speech. Yeah. Well, both of them are, man. you know, the woke, look at the name of that middle one, woke societies. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, like I said, dude, it, I didn't realize you were going to pull this up, Matt, but dude, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You see like this DC Drano guy that I follow because he posts some interesting stuff every now and then Rogan O'Hanley or whatever. Um, but these are like, you know, hardcore Trumpers. And for some reason, people have tied Elon Musk to the MAGA movement, mm-hmm. um, which is really falling apart big time anyway, with uh, endorsements of like Dr. Oz and shit like that. But yeah, man, it's uh, I mean, anyone that was on that Trump train, including me, got duped. You know what I mean? We got fooled, man. And tell and me, they did Elon a good job and Trump it. aren't the same character because mm-hmm. I was talking to my it's funny because my my nine year old said it to me because I was talking with my brother in law over the weekend about Elon and 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 my son kind of listens to stuff and he's like he's like elon that's the guy that that puts all the spaceships up right i'm like yeah yeah that's the one he goes and oh what did he say he was talking about how um i totally lost my train of thought and he's building the death star too well no he he was he was talking along the lines of uh that that this guy is like loki is mm. what it was. He goes, he reminds me of Loki dad. He's always just doing crazy stuff because we watched the uh, the Loki show. And I was like, yeah, man. I'm like, I'm like, he goes and he he's kind of crazy like Trump. And I'm like, oh, boy, I'm like, this dude is is understanding what's going on. And uh, but that's what I thought. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, they are. They're just these two kind of agents of chaos that give you this glimpse of they're going to help you. But mm, they're not in the end. I don't. That's I don't. what's so useful about celebrities. Like at this point, Elon Musk, you can think of him as an engineer and a scientist, but overall, he's a celebrity and celebrities are weaponized. Not to say that Elon is going to be weaponized, but he will be used for some type of agenda that's much larger than him and what his company stands for. 
you know, it seems like, you know, anything that Elon does can and will be used against him and all of us. But we could also see some benefits from Twitter. You know, I'm not sure if this would be worth celebrating. It would be interesting. It would be very entertaining if, uh, you know, old old Don got his Twitter back because that's how people are going to celebrate. And that's going to be a huge shift for this midterm election. Right. If Elon can do that, then he's going to win over a large majority of the population. Well, and there's another real interesting angle that the uh, the truth social that was mm-hmm. supposed to be taken public by some some company. I forget what the company's called, but shares in that fell 13 percent after mm-hmm. the news came through. So this is potentially taking money out of Trump's pocket. Um, again, I think it's for show, but that's one of those angles. You know what I mean? Where it's like if in the small percentage that this is real, those are the kinds of things that we'd have to think about where is this hurting Trump? Is this helping Trump? Um, is this hurting, you know, the left, is this hurting the right? Um, I have to entertain those ideas. You know what I mean? That it's actually a real thing and we're not just a hundred percent in the simulation, but who knows, man, it's, it's really tough. to. I would say the next guy they're already going to push. You can already see is that Florida. Yeah. Ron DeSantis. DeSantis. I mean, you could just see that he's already getting groomed to go up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm curious about that too. Like with the left and right, red versus blue divide on social media primarily. Like we have an example like the Hunter Biden laptop. Now, if something like like that happens, how is Elon Musk gonna handle it? Is he gonna shut it down immediately? Or will he allow the discourse to to take place and those investigations to take place? Because it seems like back when that Hunter Biden story first came out, it was immediately shoved under the proverbial rug but now well you'll see you'll see them all now i think run if he once he gets control not too much longer they'll be passing those laws now that hey you can't be posting this stuff on there anything violent or anything Mm -hmm. that they're going to come after you wouldn't surprise me well they they got something instagram started that right with the you're not allowed to post pictures of other people against their will Mm. so you know, if they if they go that or they're gonna find it, this is gonna be a way to censor us more. Or to if, credit you, if anyone if anyone thinks that something. we're gonna get more free speech out of this, you're crazy because yeah. anytime anything like this happens, it goes the other way. Yeah, Lindsay, we can we can only buy bugs if we have a certain credit score. <laughs> that would make perfect sense, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it, man. Well, dude, and then uh the Bidens and the the uh and, and Musk there's been that whole story laid out where they don't like each other. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the Biden administration is going hard after Elon for tax evasion and shit like that. Um, So the story's already there. It's already set up to where like, I'm sure that Musk will try to expose some stuff, you know, try in heavy quotes, um, but just won't be able to get it done for whatever reason. Yeah. Not to change the subject, but you know who one guy feels sorry for and no one talks about it anymore is Assange, man. It's like, I always wonder mm, what, yeah. what, what happened to that poor guy, man? You know, what are they doing to him? It's hard to know, man. I wonder if he is actually riding in a cell like they say he is, or if he's uh, dressing up like a chick and running around like some other. Right. Thing, yeah, you know I mean? for sure. But you don't hear anything anymore. Nothing. Yeah, you really don't. And then he's, he's meant to look like a bad dude when uh, Snowden is kind of like this, this, quasi hero you know what i mean yeah, isn't snowden getting his own movie like uh you know like a hollywood remake of him I isn't snowden surprised. hiding in russia mm. yeah and i think assange is in a prison Russia, yeah. right or no uh, assange is in england in britain and in, okay no i think i don't know i think they extradited him here didn't they they were supposed to i don't know if oh, they that's ever right did. 
They were supposed yeah. to extradite him here, but I don't know if they did. What did you guys yeah, think about um, John McAfee back in summer of – that was 2021, right? Summer of 2021 yeah. when he was uh, schwacked. Yeah, he got schwacked, I'd say, dude. Mm. I think he he's still alive, us anything, honestly. though. Nah, he left yeah. us a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Mm. You know, every it was another one of those – you know, that was kind of like, oh, this is going to unlock everything. And there was nothing there. Again, another smoke mm-hmm. and mirrors. Well, well I always I... think, too, if they're posting that stuff and they can say whatever they want, the NSA already knows everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They know everything. So even if you do have a dead man switch, supposedly, and you're going to do all this stuff, I'm sure they can just shut you right down. So it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I would. That's how I think. They know all. I mean, they're probably watching us right. Well, we know they're watching us right now. You know, we're not inter- that interesting to them. But, <laughs> I mean, we sure do we're keep still our getting FBI- monitored. Yep. We sure do keep our FBI agents busy and thoroughly entertained, I would say. Yeah, hopefully they're not just beating off to us dude, because they're some weirdos. You know what I mean? You know that they're weird. They're into Put that the weird lotion shit. in the basket. Yeah. Yeah, dude. You know that there's some weirdos like that. So because who's just going to sit around and just watch people talk? Or even listen, I'm sure it's a computer, but still, at the end of the day, there's got to be some some human work involved. There. Well, it's it's funny you say that because uh, what's his name? Um, Kyle from Big Dumb had Mitch Vuk on and Mitch was talking about how after January 6th, he had seven FBI agents that were following him, mm-hmm. whether it was surveillance, whether it was on the ground, there was a total of seven for one person. He's like, that's pretty crazy. And he's, in, you know, he's like, I'm not anybody that important. You know, I, I well, what did he do? Why were they following him? Because he went into the Capitol on January 6th. Did they confront him? Like, did they ever like have a conversation with him or they not there? Kind of, like, no, him? what happened no. was he posted on like Twitter that he was one of the first people in and they, they got, they said they wanted to talk to him at like his local office near his place and yeah and so <laughs> suppose allegedly him and his buddy uh smoked a blunt in the capital but that's just alleged oh it's a legend. sounds pretty legendary yeah if it happened yeah, yeah. too bad no it it's all alleged but yeah but then he got he got uh i think it was six months he said he had to serve mm-hmm. in a federal penitentiary in west and you hey, think man, they don't even Nowadays, they don't even have, if they're letting you see them, they want you to see them. Because, I mean, they can do everything without even having to even physically move to follow you nowadays, you mm-hmm. know? So I would say they're trying to intimidate them, I would think. Even if you're mostly peaceful. Yeah, for <laughs> real. But definitely, if you're peaceful, man. Anyone that's peaceful in history gets killed. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, anytime someone gets close to, like, galvanizing the public, they get fucking taken mm-hmm. out. If you want to talk about racism, it's cool. If you talk about racism, you start talking about class, man, you're dead. That that's mm. the end of it, man. They don't want people, them people waking up and saying, "Hey, wait, there's poor of every race." That's that's crazy. I thought we were the only ones that were poor. Mm. That's the name that of the is- game. If everyone can figure that out, man, nothing yeah, like good old unity. Together. Well, that's yeah, it. dude. I, w- I w- it's funny you say that because I was talking with uh, Vince McLeod about that, and just briefly, and. Uh, he we were saying like they they try to divide the left and the right so that the top and the bottom don't go at it you know what i mean they they want a civil war so that there's no revolutionary war all that stuff so it's it's couldn't be further from like 
bullshit that that people need to hate each other man it's insane that's kind of like when we were talking about elon musk like you know he may be trying to wake people up but the mainstream media they can easily portray him as this far right uh white supremacist especially given his history in south africa and apartheid and it's like yeah that could be uh like a powder keg situation where he's trying to drop information to help people unify and wake up but he will be portrayed as this supervillain with all this power and all this money and you can't trust him he's a bad guy you know it's gonna it's gonna cause a whole lot of chaos well, when they yeah, talk Sean, about him all the time, that keeps your mind off Mr. Gates, right? Oh yeah, because we all we don't know what he's really up to, but we Billy know Goat. it's no good. Well, yeah, and Sean King was already tweeting about that. He was tweeting about how Elon's a white supreme. Oh yeah, his dad was a white nationalist or something from South Africa, and how you know basically Twitter's going to be a haven for white nationalists now. It's so and stupid, G- Gates. I'm sorry. Gates' father was head of Planet Parenthood, right? Mm, yeah. I think so. In the eugenics yeah, movement, yes. Or yeah. he was a part of them. Yeah. Yeah, I believe he was tied with Margaret Sanger. Mm. Yeah, well, that's kind of what the the right really says Planned Parenthood is, is, is straight eugenics, right? Um, dude, I've actually been listening to um, you might laugh just considering where I stand on the whole political spectrum, but I've been listening to uh the young Turks. And I really do not like them at all. I think that they're pieces of shit, but I've been trying to listen to the the left side more mm-hmm. to smart. see just to see what that argument is, dude. And they they bring up some really good points. Um, one that they brought up about Musk was that the China, the Tesla plant in China, the workers there are, are required now to sleep on the floor mm-hmm. and they have to work 12 hour days, six mm-hmm. hour, uh, six days a week. Sounds like Amazon. So, it sounds worse than Amazon, right? Yeah, and and this worse. is this is freaking uh, Elon Musk, the rights hero. And it's laughable that Sean King would bring up anything about Africa and an African. You know, I mean, Elon Musk is is way more African than Sean King could ever hope yeah. to be. <laughs> Even though he acts like he's African all the time. His own wife admitted that both of his parents are, are white. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It, it's goofy, dude. There's no... There's no truth anymore, dude. I could say something that I believe in and I can show you facts that are the complete opposite of something that Matt says. And he has the facts, too. Like when what we were just looking at with these freaking leaders, Charles V, they showed a picture of him black. There's a picture there where people legitimately believe he was black. And then you can go and mainstream history will tell you that he's white. You know what I mean? Yep. There's no truth anymore. Do you think that's why so many people say that conspiracy leads to spirituality? Because at a certain point, you can't really get a firm grasp on truth. So you have to like look elsewhere. And sometimes there's nowhere else to look but within, right? You guys ever kind of have that conclusion as well? Yeah, I always think there's since we've been around, man, it's always been just light and darkness, always battling it out, you know, always. I think that's when you get down to the bottom of it. That's where it all is, you know. And I think when you start looking into knowledge, right, there's there's that part of you that that goes that route. Once you get a certain amount of knowledge, spirituality has to kind of get incorporated into that to to round out the skill set almost. Like right. you look it's at Alex gonna... Jones, like he's someone who may have gone a little too far into that left brain area without balancing out with something to, you know, something to keep him afloat, I suppose, because all that could just weigh you down, right? 
Well, yeah, you can go yeah. extremes either way, right? I mean, right. We, we've talked about this a couple times on the show. You, I mean, extreme anything is not good. doesn't right. matter because once you get to that extreme, you, you've gone beyond the point of normalcy. And, and It's a tightrope for sure. Yeah. I'm sure you guys know just from researching, man. You start researching some of that dark stuff for a while, man. After a while, you just feel drained and you're like, mm. man, I really don't want even to be looking into this no more. Yeah, yeah. For a little bit, I mean, you know? Lindsay, I was uh, a senior in high school like a mile away from sandy hook when that whole thing happened so a couple of years after that i started to like kind of gain interest because i when it first happened i was like i don't want to think about this at all i just want to bury my head in the sand and then a couple of years later i was like let me dig into this because it was such a big controversy to see these hoaxers and all this and i totally regret doing that like i was curious i wanted to learn a couple things about what was going on why Barack Obama came to my fucking high school. But <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't necessarily regret it, but I know I didn't get anything out of it. All I got was more questions and answers. And but what uh, you gave was a lot of energy. Oh yeah, a lot of loose, right? Yeah, you donated a lot of your energy. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, you dedicated your wrestling season to them. So you 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 your mind was into that for a you know a prolonged oh, yeah. time where it would have never been an afterthought had that not happened it took years to kind of separate my identity because like you know i would wear one time i was in a journalism class with like 200 people like a big a big lecture and i was wearing my newtown wrestling shirt and the the professor called me out he's like hey you there with the newtown shirt uh what do you think about gun control i was like oh hey man uh you know, I mean, we could talk about mental health. Like I grew up shooting guns. I go hunting. I hunt pheasant every Thanksgiving. I love it. It's good to be responsible. But at the end of the day, like it's all about the person behind the trigger, right? You know, it's all about the mindset of that person holding the gun. And that's hopefully I was able to deflect the conversation. But yeah, it was it was tough to get away from that. Uh, I always so. think if it just comes down to if there's a will, there's a way. If you just right. take away firearms, hey, how many guys have ran over people with trucks and everything else? You know yeah. what I mean? And it just well, moved to something else. And, and the majority of the, the crimes are committed with illegal firearms. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. it's not the people who follow the law that are the problem. It's It's the ones that don't follow the law. And so you can't penalize the ones... And that's where we've gotten to. Now they want to penalize the ones who do follow the law and do do it the right way. Uh, and you know what? It they're puckered right now, you know, because they see they they can feel the rumbling. They know things are uneasy mm. underneath them, especially in Australia. Like I always like to imagine what might have happened if Australia were in a different time in a different place with uh, different loot different rules and what may have been the response of the public even in canada with the the trucker protest i mean that was that was hard to see that happening and be like wow i mean all right are they really there to protect and serve it was it was very it was very strange well and to watch the leaders right that's the Mm -hmm. thing that drives you nuts is to watch these leaders just turn and run like and act like your voice does not matter they will not hear you anything you go counter to their uh, you know measures we can't hear that that's going to be silent you guys notice yeah it's terrorism america instagram um they've changed their instagram name or like their title to unacceptable views (laughs) it's like it's perfect yeah dude were were you guys mentioning the france 
the stuff over there in France? Do France, Australia, yeah. Canada, yeah, all these protests, yeah. Because, dude, yeah, that's nuts that that Macron dude won, man. There's, mm. it, it's, it did you clear. see the fuckery with it supposedly? I mean, I didn't see it live or anything. No, um, no, I no. Did you see the the picture of the timeline with the with the, the votes? And how her votes actually went down? At oh no, I didn't see that. Yeah, uh, I'll have to see. Somebody sent it to me on Instagram. Yeah, I think that that's in our little group chat on Instagram. There, I'll yeah. just have to check it out a little bit. Well, wow. if you look, man, it's everything that's happening around the world is happening everywhere. They're mm. they're dividing everybody everybody and they're trying to stick everyone in your own little group that they can't i mean even uh lgbtq st whatever it is now those people now they got you know what i mean they're breaking them down oh no you're not with us because you're a bisexual so you're by yourself over here they want everyone yeah, into their, their own, own little isolated group you know yeah, you're a turn easier to control yeah <laughs> it's it's insane but i mean when you look at you stuck back and look at like the macro instead of the micro it's like it's too easy to see what they're what they're trying mm-hmm. to do, you know. They just want to divide everybody and everything, and steal everything you got, pretty much. Well, isn't that kind of wild too to think about now when you break it down like that? Because yeah, now there is the the blue, white, and pink flag versus the rainbow flag, and they're trying mm-hmm. to break up all these different people. But then they want a one world government, right? So they want to divide all the people up while the while the governments around the world are uniting together. That you might be I mean? the whole long con is you get people so divided and so demoralized too that it seems like the best solution is well, hey, let's all come together under this one massive umbrella. Like you talk about the micro and the macro. On the micro level, there's a bunch of little fractions in society, but if they can implement the system that is appealing and has this nice klaus schwab figure who can sell it to everyone then you know who knows people people or if they just make it so bad man if they make Mm -hmm. it so bad that you have no choice but to to get on to the system i mean a majority of people are gonna do it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. they're gonna give into it they don't uh, 10th grade students were doing the holocaust we're reading night by ellie wiesel and there was a lot of discussion about like, all right, you know, we're, we understand what happened to these prisoners, but what about the, the Germans and how many of them had a gun held to their head and said, you know, you got to join us or else you and your family are in danger. Like nine out of 10 people would say, yep, I'll do whatever you want. Just leave my family out of it. Exactly. You know, well, that's Most supposedly people, how when it comes uh... down are concerned about themselves. They're not mm-hmm. concerned. I mean, maybe to a point they'll say they're concerned about everybody else, but when it comes down to survival, you got your own back and those with you. That's yeah. It. Yeah. There's one other thing. A stranger's on that. a stranger. It doesn't matter what mm. color, race, or creed they may be. Right. A stranger, it's it's if you're a stranger, I'm choosing my family over you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. And yeah. some of these uh Jewish prisoners, you know, they they became couples. They were the obedient, well-behaved prisoners who the Germans took note of. And they're like, all right, we're going to turn you into a prison guard. And they almost got like Stockholm syndrome. Like, all right, the people who are enslaving me, I'm willing to serve them because it will benefit me. It'll guarantee my survival. Well, that was Soros, right? That's what I was going to say. And then you kind of feel special at a certain point. If you're a prisoner and you're like, shit, I'm about to die. Oh, wait, they chose me. Mm. I'm I'm chosen to like help them fight. Okay, well, it Stop sucks. Syndrome right but there. Exactly. Yeah, that's like yeah, being that's... on death row, and then all of a sudden, now you're on parole, and you're like, yeah, "Holy I mean, shit, I'm gonna get out." 
like I'm free. That's that's a total 180 from where I was yeah. gonna be. It yeah. relates a lot to the Christian ethos too. Like if someone realizes that they're about to be destroyed and then all of a sudden they're forgiven, it's it's very life altering. Like their entire mindset will transform and yeah. they will become subservient. And I'm not saying this is uh, a criticism of Christianity, but it's that principle of forgiveness that can transform people's loyalty and their, um, you know, their who they will bend the knee for essentially. Right. Yeah. I don't like that aspect of it at all. Like mm -hmm. um, you can go around and, and like murder and rape and do all kinds of horrible things. But as long as you repent before your death, uh, none of that stuff is, you know, you're not judged for any of that shit. Mm. That doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? So again, I, all these religions have their, their little aspects to them that are bullshit. And then some, you know, some are more true than others, I think, but I don't know, man, at the end of the day, it's so hard. It's so hard to really know. What, you know, what was cool about Buddhism? Is. It's like, you know, the, they were trained to be monks, like very centered and grounded individuals, whether or not they were like atheists, like that's beside this point, but the fact that they were trained to be peaceful monks, but also to learn martial arts so that just in case they needed to defend themselves, they could be ready. But their default state was not this warring, uh, you know, bloodthirsty um, ethos. It, it was more of like, you know, let's let's stay grounded. Well, as humans, yeah. yeah, as humans, that's what we should strive to be, really. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, right. hey, we all have free will. You mind your own business. Do what you want to do. As soon as you start telling me what to do or messing with my property or the ones that I love, well, then now you've got a different animal. You know, it's yeah. not the same guy you were talking to before. The, that's how we the, all should be, I think. Yeah, yeah, the people who call themselves patriots and they're liberty-minded, I'm always drawn to them because of that that same principle, like live and let live. And, you know, you can do your thing over there if you don't interfere with my thing over here. It seems like a great way to live. It's just uh, when Los Federales start to step on your, huh. your toes a bit, it gets a little challenging. Well, dude, there, there's or people that want kind the of... state to take care of them. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stockholm syndrome again. There's yeah. a, a little bit of a jump from from that, which it, I like that idea too. I like the idea of being peaceful as your mm -hmm. default, but you have that aggression. I think that it makes society stronger. Mm -hmm. But there was something that I heard about, like the Greek word where where the term work comes from, and what work comes from. Because now in our society, we have to work just to barely get by, dude. Like it really has gotten extremely tough for everyone. Like even people that, are, that were doing pretty well before um, work, the original meaning of it from the Greek language is the, uh, the lack of uh, leisure, the, mm. the absence of leisure. So that implies that leisure is supposed to be like the baseline. You're supposed to be relaxing and you're supposed to be tranquil and then when you work for a few hours a week or whatever, you know, you, so that's one thing, as much as it pains me to say that the socialists have right, lowering the work days and all this shit, um, all this stuff usually ends up bad. But I like the idea of, uh, you know, just the idea that that leisure and peace yeah. is the baseline and work and chaos is is something that you're supposed to really limit. You know, it's interesting too, leisure. So I was looking up the etymology because you brought that up. Leisure is the Latin licere, which is to be allowed or to have, yeah, to like have the opportunity to, mm -hmm. to think, to, to do what you want, right. To find, you know, for some people, spirituality and all that shit. Mm -hmm. 
um yeah dude there, there's something to that kind of stuff man and that's why it's it is kind of cool to learn like etymology of words and just like the the, the origins of all these mm. these terms that we use today that have been bastardized yeah there's a interesting you know i thought about uh, a couple of years ago before i started listening to the podcast one of the first like youtube channels i would spend a lot of time on was tim ferris and he had the four-hour work week now say what you want about tim you know he's He's vaccinated. He's uh, he's very pro the uh, the um, narrative, whatever. Put that aside. The current thing. Yes. Uh, There's an interesting point there because, you know, like recently my students were able to do a free persuasive speech on any topic that they could choose. And most people wanted to talk about shortening the school day because we we would go from 720 to two o'clock. And that's a lot of time to spend in one building under those fluorescent lights. And if we could shorten that day, shorten it down, because really it's uh, it's molded to fit that nine to five, you know, that yeah. working class lifestyle. If that whole uh, system was transformed, our our nervous systems would, would change with it, you know. Oh, for sure. Or if school was even outside. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I'm hoping to get away from that public school madness eventually. Yeah, man. Hopefully, whatever you want works out for you, dude. Thanks, man. Yeah, but you got to feed the beast, the education system. You know, they're not going to let it go that easy. But the they right thing—they're cogs in the machine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at it. They, 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 what these kids are taught, are taught these days—it's such a waste of time. They could go half mm-hmm. the amount of time and still do what they need to do. Right. I mean, there's just so much. I know. Uh, my son's teacher talks about they need more time and i'm like mm, i don't Mm-mm. know I sometimes mean, less is a lot more yeah and i mean they already go less they have like half day fridays now and things like that and it's it's strange they they, they definitely go to school a lot less than we did yeah when we were uh, doing school online uh it was seven o'clock to twelve o'clock and then that last two hour section was meet with your teacher and, you know, answer questions, but having just like a short, uh, you know, four or five hour day made everyone way, way happier. They were way less stressed because they had the whole afternoon to get their shit done or to do what they wanted to do, like play a sport, go outside, like Ryan said, get some sunlight, like Jesus, how many people are vitamin D deficient these days? And Mm -hmm. they're spending so much time under fluorescent lights. Uh, It's kind of scary too, that during this lockdown when the complete rehaul of the education system went on these kids were actually happier you know what i mean like they were kind of scary yeah i can confirm i mean just from my slice of your experience yeah yeah yeah. i mean you have more of an idea and then matt you'd have more of an idea than i would and then even even you too shannon you'd have more because dude i don't have a kid you know what i mean like i just have literally a sister that's about to graduate this month or Mm. mid-may i guess Mm. so Dude, you know, I don't know shit about this, but it's just wild to hear that because you my sister would like she didn't like the online school. She wanted to be there, you know, because no, she liked yeah. hanging out with her friends. But she, I mean, she's basically an adult at this point. You know what I mean? But introverts love it. <laughs> they sure. were a big yeah. fan of it. Exactly. Yeah. The extroverts like, were miserable. But you got to think about it, too, though. Most kids are social animals. So mm-hmm. especially the younger ones, it had I think it had a pretty significant impact on them especially those masks well and then then when they did go back yeah then they were they were masked their teacher was masked i know Mm -hmm. my son on a couple occasions would come home and dad i i I can't understand what she's saying 
Yeah. You know, I'm in the back of the class and I can't understand what she's saying under the mask. I'm already deaf as it is. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good luck keeping his attention. I mean, he's got the yeah. attention of a gnat right now, so he'll find any excuse to to bounce to something else. But you know, I'm sure TikTok has nothing to do with it. You know, that has nothing to, to do with the the quick attention span of the younger generation. But you know, we'll see. Mm. dude, that yeah, YouTube is coming out with the YouTube Shorts, so mm-hmm. that's going right along. That's along that Instagram yep. Reels which yeah. sucks people in, you know, there's all these little it's all, ways. It's all you. about shortening that attention span. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, little dopamine hits, right? Yeah. Just a yep. little kick. That's yeah. it. Dude. I, I forget what comedian it was that said it, but it was like, if you looked at a, if you were just like someone that didn't know what TikTok was and you came and you, and you had someone flipping through TikTok, you would literally think that it was like showing criminally insane people. Yep just doing random shit because it's like one is someone singing and then some chick doing a dance and then mm. some other one just showing you a pair it's of shorts very schizophrenic you know? yeah dude yeah. just like little five second things and like just really goofy it's just a it's a funny image to think about like what yeah. what someone that knows nothing of technology would think of that kind of shit mm. that just has no yeah. purpose dude i've been following this page on instagram it's, it's like just a bunch of cringy videos and dude, it lets you kind of just see like a little glimpse of the insanity that the internet really creates, dude. It's fucking like those hilarious. Cursed images, yeah. And yeah. just dumb, dumb. People are dances. retarded out there, man. I mean, Ugh. there's some dumb, dumb human beings. There's there. something interesting to that too, because like someone I forgot who, but they were talking about the the algorithm is not necessarily evil. Like we could definitely view social media as being this like evil beast, but like we all use it. But the thing is with the algorithm, it really is a reflection. It's that black mirror that really just shows you who you are. Like whatever you put into that algorithm, like all that loose that you put into it, it spits it right back out to you. Like I think it was someone on Joe Rogan. It was one of his comedian buddies. He was like, I'm going to make a brand new YouTube channel and only watch puppy videos. And the algorithm would just only show him puppies. And it's like if you make the right choices, the algorithm can be whatever you want it to be. Yet it's uh you know we're always tempted to dark dive place. into the dark side of the internet yeah apparently my personality is conspiracies puppies and ass videos girls it's a pretty asses. good balance ryan yeah it seems like you're yeah it's well-rounded well-rounded yeah, yeah. touch on all those dude stuff. it always sends me wrestling videos and i don't even watch wrestling <laughs> <laughs> you mean like wwe mine's broke <laughs> is it like wwe or like like high school wrestling college wrestling no, it's like WWE and that other one, A, whatever John it is. It's, but yeah. I have no social media accounts either, so maybe oh. that plays a role. I don't know. There you go. It's still just like, like <laughs> kind of guessing who you are. <laughs> They're like, this yeah, white dude loves wrestling. He's an, yeah, they he's just an drop extra, random he's stuff in there. Yeah. The typical white guy likes. They're like, he's got long maybe hair. Like this. He's yeah. got long hair. He looks like one of them. He's a veteran. <laughs> he's got long hair. He's white. He likes wrestling. Put it on. That's funny, it's dude. Crazy. What do you think about? So there's like this study, um, because like Lindsay, I see you got the long hair. Respect. There was a study done with the Native American populations when they would cut their long their long hair. Suddenly they were not able to hunt very well, or their intuition was like dampened. And you know, you've been through the military, and they shave everyone's head. And now you've been able to grow it back. I mean. Do you personally notice a difference or do you see any truth to that? Because it could be like, you know, an urban legend, but it seems to be, it seems to have some kind of substance. What do you think about that? 
I'll be honest with you. Like for me, I had so much stuff happen to me. Like that guy that I was when I was in the military, I'm not even that guy now anymore whatsoever. I'm a totally different person. I was, I was the straight line guy, always, you know, mm. high speed, always hard charging. Now I'm the mellow laid back stoner guy with long hair. And I just want to get along with everyone and have fun. Nice. Then there could be truth to it. I don't know. You know, but I, it goes back I'll to be that, honest. I, I really don't know. Goes back to the Samson story, right? From the Bible, mm-hmm. when when they cut right. his hair, that was it. Mm. And the and real society, done, and he got done in by a woman too. Yeah, mm. <laughs> don't we all? Mm-hmm. What were you going to say about the real society? Yeah, the uh, real society. You know, they. I, I guess if. Adolf Hitler was working with these occultists to contact the inner earth civilization or extraterrestrial interdimensional beings. And these women, uh, these, you know, the Thule, the real society had very, very long hair, which was allegedly helping them make contact. Yeah, they, they never cut it. it right. They never cut it. There's like pictures like where it's down to like their ankles. Yeah. And there's like a reference that, you know, ante- that helped them get antennas or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it say. is like an antenna, like an, antenna. Like an avatar. Yep. And the, then yeah. there's also like mm-hmm. the the warrior ethos, like you know, it could be in Game of Thrones or in, in other cultures where the warrior is growing their hair longer and longer, and then when they're finally defeated, they have to chop it off, and that's when they uh, that's when they lose their connection to the divine or something like that. Oh, I'm sure there's some there's probably something to it if we weren't pumped full of all these chemicals and shit we probably feel yeah. it more you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's pretty interesting yeah. i never heard that and there's like fluoride in the water that we bathe in or like you know all the calcium all that stuff it's you know if you if you go deep all into the preservatives that preservatives like, in your food yeah yeah ryan this uh the preservatives that you brought up earlier with the the, oh. the kidneys um how did you come across that originally Oh, actually, a, a Patreon subscriber told me about it. And mm-hmm. then I'm working on an episode right now just about this whole satanic influence on the government and like the world and shit. And um, I swear, I feel like I always have to say I'm agnostic because I'm constantly talking about like Christianity and the and the Luciferian angle. But it's just so prevalent in pop culture and in the government. So that's why I talk about it. But I also don't want people people to think I'm like a Bible thumper because I'm not, nah. dude. I'm sure like every one of you knows more about the Bible than I do, dude. I don't know shit. But like, are there, um, are there like particular products that this is used in? Like, were you saying yeah, like dude. craft? It's in craft, which they own DiGiorno. They yeah. own uh, all kinds of shit. So let me pull up the company. Um, it's called Cinemex. Um, kind of sounds like a stripper's name from the future. Cinemex, like M-E-X? Yep. Uh, let me type this in real quick. H E K two nine three is what it's called. If anyone's interested and, um, yeah, H E K two nine three cell line. Uh, I'm trying to find the name, but yeah, it's Cenomix. Um, it's a weird name. Like I said, it sounds like a stripper from the future. Let's see. Ah, Cenomix was an American biotech company that developed food additives. The company yeah. claims to have reverse engineered human taste and aroma sensation. Yeah, so there was the uh, controversy. <clears throat> they shut down, supposedly. There was the controversy. And supposedly this isn't in the food anymore. But I feel like if it worked, and it was mostly in a replacement for like sugar, like so it'd be in a lot of the diet drinks, um, which is interesting because like we know how much our brains need fat. 
mm-hmm. um, which obviously sugar and fat are different things. But when they start introducing these very artificial things, that's going to fuck with the way that your body's supposed to work, obviously. But um, yeah, so any Pepsi product. So Pepsi would be also Frito-Lay. So Pepsi owns Frito. Um, so you've got Pepsi, Mountain Dew, Lipton Iced Tea, uh dude almost any drink that you see in the soft drink aisle or the tea aisle um that's owned by pepsi uh craft has tons and tons of brands campbell's soup Mm. um just look at a list of the the companies that are owned by those three and you'll get a good idea of what you shouldn't eat which you you really shouldn't eat any of those things anyway right it's easier than done or bag you gotta stay up and by the way, this Cenemix company, so in 2018, it was purchased by a Swiss company named Ferminic. I, I thought it said Ferminic when I first saw that, uh, but it's <laughs> Ferminic. Um, and they're a huge um, aroma, or sorry, a perfume company. So that's well, like going right into hormones and the nervous system and kind of geo- or engineering uh, human consciousness in a way through smell. Well, I'm glad you you reminded me of that because they also it's in a lot of facial creams mm. and like things that uh, make people look young or supposedly make people look young. But then there's also isopropyl alcohol and a lot of that shit, which ages you really quickly. So it's just it's almost like it's kind of like a fuck you. You know what I mean? To put these and, and dude, I it may be a weird way to look at it, but I just see that as an attack on Christianity personally, mm. um, just because like the Christians are very, very anti-abortion. Um, which I, I don't really have much of a strong opinion on abortion personally, but you know, these are mostly the people that are protesting Planned Parenthood and it's like, okay, well, you know, you guys aren't big drinkers either. Here's some fucking, uh, aborted babies in your, in your food that you like to eat. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. It's, it's a weird, it's a dark yeah. thing, but yeah, it's, it's in all kinds of shit. It's also in bubble gum, uh, basically any kind of gum you would eat you know tried or tried or whatever the fuck extra the five gum all those things um so you're not eating them in that case you're just chewing on them (laughs) and then uh you know candies the gummy candies all that crazy stuff so yeah dude it's sad they i guess they tested it in rats Mm. um here's a good picture actually of the you know most people don't even realize that you're the biggest organ you have is your skin. skin yeah. So when you're rubbing that crap on there, man, it's going right into your bloodstream. Something yeah. as simple as deodorant can totally transform the way that you're, you're yeah. Like it kind of all goes back to hormones. Cause like, if you've got aluminum thro- flowing through your, your pores, that heavy metal will start to collect somewhere. And I would guess it goes to your heart. Cause like you have your armpits Closest sure. organ there is your heart, and I'm sure. Yeah, or your brain. It, or I your think brain, it goes yeah. past your blood-brain barrier, yeah. and then you look at dementia when people are older, and it's mm. almost like a mimic of uh, heavy metal poisoning. This yeah. has almost the, kind of the same type of symptoms. So maybe after all the years of the vaxes with all the mercury mm. and aluminum and all that, and your deodorants, having aluminum sulfate, your shampoos, all that garbage, I mean, you're rubbing it right on your head I don't, mm. and it gets through your blood brain barrier. Maybe it deposits itself in there and shows itself yeah. later. Like, in I life. know people who have like bad acne and they rub this shit on their face every morning, sometimes yeah. like twice a day. And I'm like, all right, like how many of those in- ingredients can you pronounce? Like, where do they come from? You know, it's like, well, and there's a the reason that I'm... shit's coming out of your skin. There's something wrong mm-hmm. inside that it's right. trying to get out, you know? And exactly. that's why you got to look at something else. Rubbing stuff on it exteriorly is a temporary 
you know, band-aid, you got to fix the root cause of that. And that's inside your body. It's your body mm. saying, listen, man, you got to fix this. I, I don't like this. This is not working for me. And it's mm. usually your gut. You know, you got to go back yeah. to your gut, gut biome. The funny so, thing is, yeah, like, drink the ahead, drink right. the bone broth. That's what yeah, I would bone say. Broth. That's it's only really good bone. thing for Lincoln gut. Yeah, yeah the collagen the is like incredible. I had two Alex surgeries, says, and yeah, the collagen and weed fucking cured me. I don't have to take any Percocet, none of that opiate bullshit. Just collagen and a little THC, and I was, I was. Me good too. That's yeah, man. Me too. I got off of. I was on fentanyl, mm-hmm. um, hydrocodone, all kinds of. Hard stuff, and I use yeah. THC, and uh, I drink bone broth still all the time. Nice, that's pretty yeah, much man. all I use. Do you fuck with kratom? No, you I know what? I've never talk about that a lot. Yeah, a lot of people use it. I've never, I never needed it, so I'm. I always just started using THC, and I'm like, hey, this mm. is working great for everything for me. So I'm nice. just going to stick with what works. I'm not even going to start introducing anything else. You know? Yeah, yeah, unless yeah, I have to. There was uh, Nestle was another big one that I wanted to get on before we moved away from that, because if you just look at what uh, brands these these few companies own, um, it touches on. I mean, you have one of their products in your fridge guaranteed or in your pantry, even if you think that you eat pretty healthy. I mean, Quaker is part of part Mm -hmm. of that whole thing, too. Um, So, yeah, dude, it's uh, it's a far reaching thing, man. And that's why it's kind of scary when these companies start taking over more and more brands and the corporatocracy starts really raining down on everyone. It's that instead of having to tap into thousands of different brands, you've got to hit, you know, six or eight different conglomerates. And then you've got all those people involved, you know? So yeah, crazy shit. Throw an idea out there. Cause we're talking about health and nutrition. And I know there's like a gut brain connection and maybe you guys can relate. I'm just speculating here, of course, but, after I tried, uh, you know, psilocybin, like, or other psychedelics, I started to notice how sensitive I was becoming to certain foods. Like, you know, in a college uh, party kind of lifestyle, when you're eating shit and junk food all, all the time, you don't really notice it when you're drinking a lot. But like something like uh, mushrooms kind of like changed the way that I would relate to my gut. And I was like, damn, like, this doesn't feel right. Whereas if I was drunk, I was kind of numb to that sensation. It was a very strange, very strange uh, shift in my awareness. And, you know, I mean, these days, like you can tell right away when you eat something that is uh, processed, like you can almost feel it instantly if you, if you really like look for it. And I guess it's just better to avoid it. But it's, it's interesting how like those certain plants, like I've, I've heard of like, you know, people who eat peyote as well, like they say that their, their, their taste buds change forever. Like they can never taste the same after that. And they can, they develop this aversion to those processed chemicals. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, dude. I mean, I drink a lot. I'm trying to cut back though, you know? So, but I mean, I, I always get those feelings like more, more with like awareness. Like mm. if I'm in a situation that feels off, I can kind of tell. Yeah. And I, I remove myself from it usually. But um, I don't know if we're wrapping up here anytime soon. I just wanted to throw out that one thing that uh, the thing with the water, mm. it's called uh, deuter- deuterium, I think. Yeah, deuterium. Mm. And instead of H2, it's 2H. So it's got the little two on the top and the H on the bottom. Um, you know how like they show hydrogen. It's like a big H, little two. Mm-hmm. It's just backwards. And it's heavy water. It's not 
literally radioactive, but it has the same kind of effects. It's heavy hydrogen. And I guess one way that you can tell if your water is crazy with it is uh, that your ice cubes won't float in your water glass. density changes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even though it's the same, you know, it's the same water that's being made out of the ice cubes and the water. I guess there's some weird chemical shit where if it's it's if it's harmful, your ice cubes won't even float. So that's mm. kind of crazy. But yeah, that was one thing where again, dude, I thought that 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 snake venom video was really helpful and, and interesting because I learned so much shit about water in the last freaking couple mm. of, of weeks. You know what I mean? So if nothing else, I mean, it educated me a little bit about some stuff. Yeah. And I'm sure you've probably heard of the Dr. Emoto where the guy can change Emoto, the structure. Dude. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, the frequencies around the water that we're consuming are what we will end up consuming in the end. And might as well. I'm talking with a lady in, uh, in about a month here, I think, that, that out of New Zealand that does similar stuff. And I did a, a, a little episode on Masuro Moto's work. Dude, I have his book. It's really interesting, man. But Brilliant. She does some cool stuff with her, her water, too. I guess she'll, like, freeze stuff and, and then look at the crystals and, like, you know, play music. It's a l- real similar. Hmm. But it's kind of like talking to like a, a living version of this dude, right? Yeah. Well, they say you can do the same plants. with plants, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Music, uh, just Talk kind, to kind them, words, positive, yeah. you know, vibes, energy, vibrations. You ever see people put a, a polygraph, like the lie detector um, machine, on a on a plant? No. So, like, if you think about touching the plant, or like chopping off one of its leaves it'll send a signal like it can and and anticipate your actions it's like just like we are reading the vibe or the atmosphere of that that room the plants have the same sensation or that same ability to sense and yeah that i kind of get in i kind of get into that whole like electrical universe type yeah thing. Like, exactly. i don't know if you ever looked at that mm-hmm. it's like i i haven't studied it enough but it's like i don't know a lot of that stuff seems like it makes sense to me yeah. when you're looking into it it's interesting you know there's a toroidal field of energy around us and it's apparently it extends six feet out so if you stay six feet away from someone you're not going to be engaging with their energy field which you know could be for better or worse but well, yeah that's it. like that why you walk somebody and get the goosebumps you know right like, right it's it's that feeling mm-hmm. that you're like you, you or, or oh, you no. walk near someone and you feel like you know them there's an instant connection mm-hmm. there it's just those energies mix and it, it's wild we, we were like we were talking earlier you think that's why they're trying to screw up everything with uh you know all this electronic garbage at mm-hmm. 5g all over and everything it's because they know that yeah, yeah, they know that we're that's how we operate, and it's gonna jack us up. I think, dude. I heard that that's why they're putting those plexiglass things in, like the grocery stores and all these different places. Is that with the five G when because the five G is not even turned on yet, but when the five G gets turned on, the plexiglass will make it so it's almost kind of like a scope. Mm. So if there's plexiglass all over the place, they can actually like direct the 5G through these things more fe- efficiently. Like triangulate it certain areas. Exactly. And with, with the Bluetooth, like the AirPods and shit like that. So there's um, something that is triangulating and yeah. it's making it so that they can pinpoint where you're breathing and all these different things. So if they want to shut you down, the 5G frequency will make you have a heart attack. And all these things. It's just another thing to be to freak yourself out about, yeah. really. But yeah, like when you were a kid with a magnifying glass and the ants, man, right, using the sun. Right. Same t- same exactly. type of deal. Exactly. Playing God. 
Yeah. You know, there was something strange when we went on lockdown and all the schools were shut down. I still always saw power companies working on those power lines. And I'm sure they went into the schools as well to install these new Wi-Fi routers. And that that never shut down. And it was just strange. Everyone's at home except for you essential workers. God bless all of you. But all the uh, yeah. all the power companies, they, they kept at it and they kept on installing new, you know, whatever was up there. And it's that always kind of bugged me. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were working at schools, towers, wherever, Mm -hmm. nonstop during that. Yeah. Well, and that's terrifying, too, to tie in with that freaking uh, school in New Jersey where 100 people came down with the same kind of brain cancer from the 70s to the so. And that was from the 70s to, you know, modern times. Right. So who knows what kind of experimental technology like a water supply issue or something. No, they're in the middle of looking into what it was, but their mm. their theory, their well, like the the patient or the doctors, I'm sorry, were saying that it looks like someone that was exposed to Agent Orange or someone that was living directly next to a nuclear power plant. Like it's fucked up brain cancer. Really, really rare. I guess one in every like three hundred thousand people, or maybe it was a hundred thousand people get it. But then you have a hundred people at this one school over thirty years getting it. Damn. What do you I'm think? What do you think about this? Do you think somehow? Now I'm not saying it is because I have no idea. Do you think somehow those vaccines are tied into the 5G when they turn it on? That there was something in there? Heard like that. these people are trying to say. Graphene, I don't. I don't know. Oxide kind of stories. Yeah. Yeah. Know. And you think that would work with that with that other system? It's kind of. Yeah. It's possible, dude. There, but. I'm st- I know it's very possible and that's what I thought initially, but I'm starting to think that these vaccines are kind of a distraction from some 5G shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I because so. yeah, yeah, like because- digital passport type of uh tech technocratic control. Yeah, who knows, dude? I mean, my my opinions on these things change every week, it seems mm-hmm. like at this point, man. You know, you get yep. new information and then your mind changes about the stuff. So I'm still not getting that damn vaccine. I'll tell you uh, that right now. Nope. But I am thankful for I'm all my you. relatives who got it. They seem to be okay. But I've heard stories of people who got their booster and didn't it didn't take too well. Yeah, dude. Yeah, my uncle had a brain aneurysm. Mm. So. Oh man, sorry. Dude. It did not work. It did not work out well for him. So it's like, and and he was like perfectly healthy. Mm. Uh, I think he was like. 58 something like that damn. it's like damn gone and the Just whole thing the too is who knows headache. what's hmm. who knows what's going to happen in 10 15 years from now with these and, and that's, that's what i said that's to people i'm like man i'm like and because my brother-in-law got it for work and he only had to get one and uh and then they kind of played around so i'm like dude you have to make sure for like the next year you focus on doing everything you can to detoxify and, and and get yourself in the best shape you can because otherwise that thing could have lingering effects because they don't know nobody knows they didn't they didn't do the long-term effects long enough right to be able to right. share this too i mean i haven't really been able to talk about this too much but the fact is that when the HR department of the school district that I work for was sending out the, because I got religious exemption, thank God. Not many people got that. They were fired. They were like, we're going to replace you with someone else. I got religious exemption. And for that, from, from that point on, they would send out emails to everyone saying, we have to promote, and this is legit in the email. 
that vaccines are the number one prevention measure for COVID-19. Which just oh, they do the same false. thing at my job, Jake. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. I, I work in corporate America and they have been pushing this thing like it's the greatest thing. Now, the funny thing is I haven't heard boo about it since Ukraine took off. Everyone because feels proud about it. We, we have switched and now... Mm. And that's what's hilarious because this is we're talking about corporate America where it's supposed to be, you know, neutral. This is like a social justice swinger because we went from one to now we're on the other. And you go to the homepage of the company and it's, you know, we stand with and it's like, guys, come on, come on. Who well, stands Matt, with you, the unvaccinated these days, though, you know? <laughs> uh, did you hear that? Uh, I forget when it was, but, you know, there was an article that came out. When it was trying to dox all the companies, the big companies, especially that weren't, uh, you know, going against Russia and, and standing with Ukraine. And yep. they said straight up in that article that the, the Biden administration was doing that to see how effectively companies would fall in line with the mm -hmm. government's messaging. They yep. said that straight out, dude. And that that's corporate and freaking government collusion. Right. That's corporatism at the very least. Right. Um, and realistically more more of an introduction to corporatocracy so mm. oh without a doubt yeah, yeah 2021 dude. introduced a lot of coercion and bullying just to uh demand conformity just like you were saying yeah it's that's kind of like well, the think how many norm. think how many small businesses are done now because of covid because mm. they're because mm -hmm. of their lockdowns you know they're right. done so it's like all it's going to take another two or three of them coming around and there won't be any small businesses left it would just be all the mega corporations That's and then it. did you guys hear about that new thing with the kids the hepatitis b i think it's no. hepatitis b mm -hmm. hepatitis i just heard it i don't i'm not a news guy i was on in the house and when i went in there before i came out and they were talking about it saying that uh there's a new hepatitis going around with for young kids and it, i think it's overseas right now and then they're saying it's going to come here next so it's like i don't know if they're showing their hand already mm. telling us but I mean, Fauci has said probably, a bunch of times Someone could that, probably look it up and see. Yeah. I mean, this kind of reminds me, ironically, of 2020, because there was a lull. There seemed to be like a point of optimism right before George Floyd. And we were like on this track where COVID cases were going down. People were becoming more and more hopeful, I guess. And then this event happened in Minnesota and everything went wild again. And it's like we're kind of on this roller coaster. And right now we're, we're on this dip. I mean, this Elon Musk story is definitely going to cause some kind of turbulence, but we'll see what, what comes down next. Yeah, mysterious hepatitis outbreak among children. Um, it's not saying where, just in the headline mm. there, but yeah, that definitely doesn't sound good at all. No. Mm. It, yeah, in the UK, uh, I guess in North Carolina, two cases have been reported in North Carolina already, uh, and nine in Alabama. Yeah, that's How fucked that up. Spread? One gotta... kid died, dude. I think that this shit spreads. I, I don't I don't know how it's spreading, but like going back to that stupid snake venom stuff, this whole thing targets your weak organs. So if a kid or an, a person in general has like you know weak liver running in the family or pancreatic problems or heart disease, like my family, um, that's where this stuff kind of affects you, whether it's the COVID or whether it is the snake shit or. Mm. whatever it is um it targets you targets your weaknesses right so 
the uh, someone that has like a thyroid problem die of cancer right someone with pancreatic problem diabetes um i don't know dude it, it's it's so damn confusing and these people are clearly so many steps ahead of us that it's just like really everything's a theory and i don't think any theories are stupid right now mm. anything's possible anything yeah. is possible at this point if you put your mind to it yeah all right, gentlemen, with that, I think we're going to wrap it for tonight. Uh, let's go around the horn. Uh, plug your stuff. Let us let the people know where they can find you. Um, and thank you very much for joining. This was another wonderful, excellent conversation. So, Jake, let's uh, we'll lead with you. And uh, where can people find your work? Thank you, gentlemen. This community is is incredible. I'm happy to be here with y'all. Uh, you can find me on the Loco Listens podcast or on Instagram at Loco Listens. Looking forward to connecting with y'all. If you want to speak your truth on a cool new podcast, I'd be happy to talk to you. Thank you, guys. Excellent. Thanks, yeah. brother. Shannon. Hey, man, I, I'm just solo. I just started a YouTube channel the other day, but I don't even have nothing on there. It's called Secret Squirrel Podcast. Nice. That's, that's all yeah. I got. That's all awesome. yeah, dude. When are you planning on putting something on there? I don't know. I can't even record my intro, man. I've been trying to do it, and every time I race it, I'm like, this is so stupid. It sucks. Yeah, so, you just got to throw trying. something together. Put some, uh, some voice uh, snippets in there. That's always kind of fun, you know? I just stole mine from movies. <laughs> yeah, they're short I clips. I don't think you can get in trouble for those. No, you can't. Less than eight seconds. Yep. Hell yeah, dude! That I'm excited to see what what you come up with, Shannon. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I guess that that leaves me next here. I'm uh, Ryan. I'm here every week. You know where to find me, <laughs> and uh, we have a good time, man. I always am uh, excited to do this. Main thing I'm plugging right now is. Uh, other than the Patreon, just patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast is the uh, YouTube channel. It's just dangerous world podcast. Do some fun news. I upload uh, videos from appropriate uh, episodes because not all of my episodes can go up on YouTube if I want to keep the channel. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to do the episode with you, uh, Loco. I know that we're, we're going to do one pretty soon. So that'll be a fun Sir. one. And uh, Matt, you're up, dude. Dude, YouTube is such a tight dance right now. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, it is. And, and you watch and the followers come slowly, but it's like, you know, it's like, is it worth it? Because eventually, you know, if you, you say one wrong thing, there you go. Boom, mm -hmm. strike, strike. It's a tightrope. Yeah. And I got I a strike from 2020 or a warning from like 2020 on my account that I didn't even know I had shit yeah i didn't think that they were really care until we were monetizing i don't know how close you are to monetizing i don't think i'm close probably close you have to have a thousand no fuck no i'm not talking about any vaccine stuff but i think yeah. you have to have a thousand followers and four thousand hours of streaming so okay and then, so last i checked you were pretty close you're closer than me man so hopefully you'll get there soon and then be be careful dude be careful oh, dude i yeah i don't put anything except pictures up there basically i'll put like a few of the podcasts, like there was a few Monday. I, what I do is I let uh, uh, Spotify test it for me. If I don't get that COVID banner on the Spotify, then I can, I, I'll give it a shot on YouTube. Nice. But otherwise, yeah. So you can find me, you know, where Instagram, uh, uh, the great deception podcast, YouTube, bit shoot odyssey. Uh, and I'm going to start doing, moving some stuff over there because uh, like we said, 
you don't want to have all your stuff in one spot right now because it can be taken away real quick. But I'm interested to see what happens on Twitter. I won't go back there. I think it's a cesspool. Um, but that's where you can find us. So Hell yeah, dude. As I did want to say really ahead, quick, Ryan. I'm sorry to jump in one more time. I wanted to thank everyone for helping me get bumped up to like 63 in the uh, news commentary in the United nice. States. That's yes. fucking dope. Beating right. the chicks on the right. I hate those chicks. There's two <laughs> girls that just scream about conservative values. So I'm beating them. I'm real happy about that. So Dude, we got to get the daily dump first. We got to, we'll, we'll start slowly. We got to get you in the top 25 and then, and then we're going to, we got to bring that daily dump all the way to the top. That'd be to the, awesome. Oh, to the, to a, you think I should do a podcast feed of it? I don't No, 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 Keep it as is. Just let it keep going. Oh, YouTube. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got to try something there, but heck yeah, man. Just yeah, really thankful for that. So that's awesome, everybody. dude. Congrats. Looking Thank forward you. to chatting with you guys again. This was this was very interesting. We went a lot of different directions, but yeah, oh, yeah. it was nice meeting y'all. I had yeah, a good nice time. Nice to meet you guys. Yeah, we will definitely do this again sometime, fellas. Thank you very much. All right, everyone, awesome. stay strong. Cheers. And question everything.